listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello, I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Oh, hello. This is Fun <laughs> Employment Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is fantastic that you do so. And of course, this intro is a little bit different than normal, and that is because we wanted to play our interview with Sam Tripoli right at the top of the show. Yes, he is awesome, and uh, he's going to be performing tonight at the Funhouse Lounge. Yes. However, we ended up, so he's one of these great guests that sometimes you think you might talk to someone for like 10, 15 minutes, and before you know it, like, you know, a half an hour has gone by. <laughs> yeah, this was about 40 minutes yeah. that went by, but, yeah, it, it, was but it was fun. awesome. He was so cool and uh, and like we said yeah he's going to be at the Funhouse Lounge tonight so we're going to play that interview first and then we'll go on to our regular show which is kind of after that um, before we play the interview though we do have something we have to do we have one of our listeners named Andrew Andrew and, and it is his birthday today your uh, wife sent us a request we're trying to make sure that we do this on the day when people request him now yes so, so your lovely wife Leah wrote to us and Andrew happiest of birthdays little, to you a little bit Elvis Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. I am right. And there is a much more terrifying version of Elvis that's discussed in this interview coming up. So <laughs> it totally stay is. tuned for that. Also, our podcast within a podcast segment. Yes, it's very meta. This is the most meta podcast I think we've ever done. It probably is. Mm -hmm. It's too much for me right now. <laughs> it's blowing my mind. Let's go ahead and do this. Here it is. This is our interview with Sam Tripoli. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. This is Adam Ferrara, and you're listening to Fun Employment Radio with Sarah and the Nibbler. I know, it sounds dirty, and sometimes it is. I forgot he called you the Nibbler. Yeah, I forgot that. He was obsessed with my last name. He was. Yeah, he told me it was the worst last name he'd ever heard in his life. Maybe Sam will agree with him. You never know. I don't know. Well, he's got an awesome last name, he though. He does. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming now to Fun Employment <laughs> Radio, Mr. Sam Tripoli. Hello, sir. Hello, everybody. Oh, hello to you, Mr. Tripoli. My God. And no one's ever called my last name awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Did the kids make the like, fun of it? Are you terrorist? <laughs> oh. Tripoli, I just think of that old-timey board game. Wasn't there a game called Tripoli? I never there was. heard that. Was there? Yes. My there parents loved Tripoli. I never played it. I don't know. I think there were like plastic clear disc things Yes. Involved. You know why I remember that? Because I got it for Christmas one year. I got the game Tripoli, and then my parents apparently, they got it on discount or something because they hated it. So no one would ever play the game with me. I have a sealed package of Tripoli that my parents too bought for me, and I don't know how to play it. Really? I wish I could. I wish I would have brought it so I could gift it we'll to you. We'll just make it up as we go. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like it's a dead art. It sounds like it's like Latin or something like that. I Nobody's know. like really into it anymore. So no. we can kind of make it up as we go. It's true. So you did okay. not take your name from the board game. No. Okay. No. Right. That's interesting. Now. That's interesting. No, it's an Italian last name. Everybody, and I'm half Armenian, so everybody thinks I'm a terrorist. It's like a weird. Oh, when you get on planes, are people just kind of like clutching their? Loved yeah, ones? I definitely look like the guy who's like, oh, that's the one. <laughs> You're going to be the stock photo when something happens. That's oh, the no. guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just got into town today, right? Just flew right in. Awesome. And you went and just got a lovely piece of pizza with uh, some hardware in it? Yeah. I looked yeah. down and there was a shiny object in it, which is like if it was Cracker Jacks, that would have been cool because I know I'm getting a cool prize. And, but then I looked at my pizza and there was a, a, a nut in my pizza. Somebody nutted in my pizza. Then it was very uncomfortable. But and he has the picture of this. He's not joking. Yeah. He's got, he, there was an actual, like a bolt, like a nut. Yes. In right in pizza. the pizza It's Baked so weird it. And it's like I'm like Oh man They're gonna think I put that there But of all the things You could 
put on your pizza to fake it? Yeah. Would you put a bolt? I mean, there's way worse stuff. Oh, yeah, the people that put, like, cockroaches and shit yeah, in their Yeah, used stuff. condoms or yeah. something like that. This used condoms in my pizza. And I have my money back, please. So what was the, what was the solution to this? What did they say? Well, I, they just, they're like, oh, you know, they try to, like, do damage control really quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, act like, it's, oh, it's all cool, bro. It's totally cool, man. Oh, man, that happens all the time. It's pizza. <laughs> That's what happens with pizza, man. Sometimes some hardware stuff falls into it. Guy ordered a, a pastrami the other day, got a hammer in it. It just happens, man. And they just Were they trying a- to make you feel silly? Like, yeah. this happens all the time. Come on, I don't dude. Know it's Portland. Yeah, what are you freaking out about here? Uh, obviously, you're not from around here. You, this is how we do it around here. Uh, so they just took it. They gave it back to me. And I was like, oh, man, I should just... Because I ate most of the pizza. Oh, and then you saw the bolts. Yeah, and then I should have just got my money back for the pizza. Called it a win-win. Did did they give you your money back? No, they just gave me another slice. What? Oh, wow! They got off pretty easy with it's probably that got one. Got some caulking in it or something now. Something to do. Some... <laughs> oh, you're gonna have some like stomach issues. Yeah. Like, oh. oh, it's probably not good. Wow. Yeah. So that was my. So it's you gonna ha- be here in Portland. Well, you have really witnessed the Portland temperament of people thinking that they know everything better than you. And yeah. It's just like, oh, sh- well, that's supposed to be there. Well, so. let me tell you yeah. something. <laughs> that statement's very interesting because I guarantee you, no matter where I go, there's gonna be somebody who feels that about the population or wherever they mm. live. You right. Know? It's, I don't know where the magical place is where everyone acts like, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me how it goes. I have no clue. It's, I'm going to tell you, Portland's pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, I've only been here one other time, and the, the short time I've been here this time, I've had a great time. You know, I met Jonas and Lori over there. We're gigging them. They do yeah. a smut. Uh, it's called Smut Comedy. They, it's a brand they have out here. It's really funny comedy stuff. Awesome. They do it at, at the Fun House. They do it at And that's Healy. where you're performing tonight. Yeah, yes. we're at the Have fun you ever house. been there? No. It is amazing, and there's a clown room that is terrifying. It's a clown room, Sam. It's very it's interesting. with hundreds of pictures and portraits of clowns. We are in a weird place in America with clowns mm-hmm. because yeah. there is a shortage of clowns. That's true. We talked about that <gasps> yes, on the show. Yes, we did. They're dying off, right? They're dying off. We wonder why. Because <laughs> everybody craps on clowns mm-hmm. from the beginning of time. Everybody hates clowns. I... We had our big uh, 200th episode on a podcast I called The Naughty Show. Thank you. And uh, The Naughty Show. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute, too. The Naughty Show. It's on Playboy Radio. And so we had it kind of like a, this is your life for me and the people I work with booked people who would come on who were a big part of the shows before and we brought this one girl on and she's an adult film star and she was hanging out she's having fun she's getting crazy and sometimes there's porn stars who are like all business and there's porn stars who are like that's the only thing they could do because they're just (laughs) out of control and this girl was out of control but one of our favorite guests on the naughty show is is a guy called Clownvis and he's literally a clown that does Elvis impersonations and he's the coolest thing you'll ever see he's such a badass dude but when he walked in this porn star freaked (laughs) out (laughs) it was like she's like yeah 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 he walked in she almost starts crying turns around buries her head into the couch so she can't see the clown she she has a phobia of clowns it's like you're a porn star that's the scariest thing you've ever seen (laughs) well it's always like why are you afraid of clowns porn star lady what happened (laughs) with a clown and people who are afraid of clowns are afraid of clowns like Like, there's no like oh they kind of freak me out they're terrified of them yeah, yeah and there's that because there's like probably some cool clown kid clown Sure. And then there's probably some real a hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And that a-hole person goes around just ruining clowns for everybody. Oh, yeah. Ruining the clown party for everyone. Just ruining it for everybody. Would you ever be a clown? Like, if you got those, like, hey, here's like 500 bucks, come to my kid's party, be a clown for like five hours. You know, Three I, hours. I, I, you know what? I No. <laughs> no, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm pretty desperate for cash, but <laughs> I just don't think I could be a clown. But maybe yeah. I could be a clown who makes fun of clowns and maybe terrorizes other clowns. Oh, yeah. Be like, like a clown some, bully kind of? Yeah, some weird kind of like, kind of like, uh, what's his, who was the guy in the vampire movie um, that killed all the vampires? Wesley Snipes and oh and uh, Blade yeah yeah if I'm a, you know I'm a clown that kills off clowns I could do that <laughs> okay clown on clown violence or like a killer clown and like an it yeah like almost yeah. Dexter killing mm-hmm. off other killers a killer yeah. kill, a clown yeah. that kills other clowns <laughs> I'd watch that if that was a movie it should be on television I, they're running yeah. out of ideas so you may be seeing that any day now <laughs> you Copyrighted. heard it here first that's Sam's yep. idea <laughs> <laughs> copyrighted. <laughs> so when was the last time you were in Portland? So this is the second time, right? Uh, this is the second time. I was I was here about, I'd say, four years ago. It's been a while. Uh, I was doing the Monsters of Comedy tour with uh, my good friend Ari Shafir, a very funny comic named Jason Rouse and Chris Neff. And we just did this gig where... We, we wanted to show what real road dog comedy is like because I always felt like every comedy doc that you see is always like... Oh, this is the life of comic, but they're playing like the greatest venues you'll ever see in your life. Mm, right, yeah. <laughs> and like that's not life. That's not comedy for the ninety nine percent. You know, it's the one percent that's playing these huge venues. Here so I'm at like, Carnegie Hall again. Oh God, so boring. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> Three thousand people. How do you even get up for this? Um, so we put together this thing and this this road tour called the monsters of comedy and we played some crazy gigs and i was telling the guys i'm with about some of the gigs we played and you know we played some of the worst venues ever and one of them was in fresno and we played a gig called uh no cover free pizza (laughs) (laughs) you did have to pay to get into the show and they fed you free pizza (laughs) and people would come and it was the worst gig i've ever played and i was telling them like i've played horrible gigs in my life Uh, the to stand out as a horrible gig, you have to be like the greatest horrible gig of all time, <laughs> which this was. Uh, this gig was horrible. The ba- the problem was is that there's this like little area, not a little area, but anywhere be uh, north of L.A. and south of San Francisco, right in that pocket, yeah. is the dumbest area of America. I know that <laughs> Mississippi and Alabama really battle for that crown, mm-hmm. but I would put that area up against anybody. Just really dumb, dumb people. <laughs> um, so we go to this gig, you know, no cover free pizza, and they have like a kind of a open mic before the show, and I'm watching it, and the guys are doing comedy, and this disco ball is just going crazy. And it's like, not just going around. I mean, they got lights hitting it, so it's like beaming people <laughs> in the eyes the whole time, which is like the worst thing for comedy. Yeah. It's the worst, because comedy's all about putting you in a trance. That's really what comedians do. They're like, it's very much this kind of like cult leader type things where you kind of sync up, you start thinking like each other. And it, it, it's really amazing when it happens. But... To have a lights just being hitting you every two seconds, constantly taking you out of this moment. So I go, man, you got to turn this disco ball off. <laughs> and the owner or the manager goes, we'd love to, but we can't. Because if we turn the disco ball off, the whole power to the place goes off. <laughs> so the whole, it was all centered, wired through this disco ball. Oh, my God. Wow. 
Have you ever thought of calling a comedy album No Cover Free Pizza? I've been thinking about you it. You should, because that is the best name ever. No Cover Free Pizza. <laughs> but that's really what comedy is. And, you know, and, and then we did the gig here. We did the Baghdad Theater, and it was a lot of fun, man. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really like Portland. Portland is known for, I mean, it's it's so interesting how different cities brag about different things. And nationally, you guys are known for bragging for having the most strip bars. Right. A lot. Yeah, That's okay. really, you yeah. guys take a lot of pride in that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that the number one thing? It's not even like Portlandia or anything. It's the strip bars. I think Portlandia is kind of newish in a brag, but I don't feel yeah. like it's got the national attention of we have the most strip bars per capita. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. And stripping is like a legit business here. Like people like work for, you know, very hard to be able to work at these clubs. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like the top level. I mean, pole dancing is eventually going to be an Olympic sport. I have heard speculation. Yeah, Do you I, think it really uh, will be? I, 100%. Okay. 100%. If you watch really great pole dancers, it's next level stuff. Yeah. It's mm. like really next level stuff. Just the problem is like we'll never beat Brazil or the Russians. It's going to be another <laughs> oh, thing yeah. that they're going to take the Russians. Like you can't compete against people that don't have rights. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they take, they're going to take little girls out of schools and put them on poles when they're two and they're going to be dancing. Oh, you're right. And they're right. just going to be robot pole dancers. There's going to be nothing sexual or cocaine about it, you know? Oh, the Chinese will try to put underage girls right? in there. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. That's true. That would totally happen, though. It's going to take out all the fun. <laughs> so have you visited any strip clubs since you've been in Portland? Even, or like the first time yeah, since you we, just got here? It was like the Devil's Corner. We went to the... Oh, I Devil's love Point? it. Devil's Point. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. I really dig Portland. I like your vibe. I mean, your pizzas are a little weird, but... Uh, <laughs> Your vibe is pretty sweet. It's very artistic, and it's very cool when you get out of L.A. and you meet people who like love to do art for the sake of doing art. A lot of things in L.A., everything's about getting on television and all that stuff, and everything is geared towards that, and doesn't necessarily equal like really great entertainment. But when you get out here, people are just really being into being live entertainment, which mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of. It's it's very hard now to make a buck doing live entertainment. You got to really, really, really bust your ass mm. to get people to come out. Yeah, no, it's true. I yeah, mean, I was, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, it's fine. Oh, I was going to say I was wondering what your perspective was on LA because I saw your background. You, know, you grew up in New York, and then also you upstate were in, New York. Yeah, yeah, and then you were in Vegas for a long time. Yes. And I'm sure that's kind of a culture shock to go to LA after being in you know in a place like Vegas and like everyone's just TV hungry and doing what they're doing. Yeah, I mean it's definitely like when I moved to LA, it wasn't as crazy as it is now. It's the game has completely changed. Mm-hmm. It is the wild west, it, and I don't even want to know where it's going to be in five years. The internet's completely changed everything. Oh, you yeah. have no, okay. I mean, you have Vine celebrities. There's Vine celebrities. Yeah. What? YouTube, yeah, YouTube celebrities now. Vine celebrities, yeah, I totally like, know that. For, th- for like a six-second video. And Vine, they're famous off of that. can you swear on this podcast? Yes. Oh, yeah. Vine is the, Vine celebrities are the dog shit that YouTube celebrities accidentally step into. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is, I mean, there's some great Vines of these guys who like do this incredible editing, and then there's just these people that just make a wacky thing, and they got like a million followers. Yeah. It, the problem with celebrity, it's it's been cheapened. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there used to be this thing where you'd have to go through this trial of fire. Yeah, like a slow build almost. Yeah, Yeah, to make it up to that level. You had to really want it. Mm -hmm. Now it's like DJs. You know, I press buttons and I get a billion dollars. And it's like, it's like, it's just, (laughs) so it's completely changed. But back when I moved there, it was, it was still kind of the old, old model. Now Vegas has kind of changed in that it's really, really grown in terms of live entertainment. You've always had like the shows. Mm -hmm. 
uh, in the casinos. But now there's a lot of local venues for local people. Like it's it's like Vegas is like a giant adult circus now. It's really amazing thing. As as crazy and awful as some of it is, yeah. But if you stay away from the casinos and you just start dealing with kind of the locals, you get some really amazing venues, some really amazing live shows because, mm. you know, everybody wants to be in a Cirque du Soleil, but I'm sure for every spot, there's 20, 30 people who want that spot. Right. Oh, yeah. So once they fill in that spot, what do what do those other 19 people do? They got to survive somehow, so they mm-hmm. start doing their own show. So it really creates an amazing environment for entertainment, man. Well, and that's where you started off in stand-up, right? Yeah. In Vegas. And it, I, we were just looking this up, so you did it on a bet? Is that uh, what it was? Or a dare? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I had my friends kind of were like, yeah, you wouldn't do it. And I'm like, I do it. I've always wanted to do stand-up. Uh, I moved to Vegas because I thought, it's very funny, I moved to Vegas because one, I thought it would be a really good place to do comedy, and two, my dad secretly brainwashed me to go to Vegas <laughs> so he could buy a house, and he could write off in his taxes so he could come gamble for for free, so it was like this weird kind of thing. So I didn't really know what stand-up, I wanted to do stand-up, but I didn't know the difference between stand-up and improv, and I joined an improv troupe, and I'm like, this isn't stand-up, but this guy's like, hey... I do stand-up, you should come do it. And I did, and I remember the first time I did stand-up, I killed. Then the second set, I bombed so hard, and it's like heroin went oh. through all. You're like, ugh. And I've been chasing that kind of stand-up dragon ever since. So when I started doing stand-up in Vegas, there was one open mic every other week in the whole time. Wow. There, you could only get up twice a month. If you were Jeez. a beginner comic, so I'm like, I can't have this. So I started doing this thing where I would just find venues. And I go, what's your dead night? They go, oh, our dead night's Tuesday. I go, give it to me. I'm going to do stand-up. So I would I would go, and every night I would have two or three shows in town where I, pr- I basically produce myself, and I would do stand-up. And we would take any gig, man. We would we would go in between bands, and there's no worse stand-up to do besides no cover-free pizza. <laughs> right after that is... We're doing stand up with bands because, especially when you're going on after the band. Oh yeah, music just like ah, nah, 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 and you can still talk to your friends and all that stuff. Yeah, and then when the music goes down, you got to focus on someone like, talking. And like everybody, <laughs> shut up! Listen to me right now. Yeah, one hundred percent. So the whole thing would do. The band would go up, and then I would go up early. And I was very blessed when I was a kid. And you can tell me when to shut up if I'm talking too much. No, you're great. No. When I was a kid, me and my friends never fist fought. We were never real fighters. We were just verbal. We would verbally destroy each other because yeah. they were kind of the. Uh, even though my parents didn't get divorced till much later, all my friends' parents got divorced very early. Mentally messed them up because this was kind of the first generation where divorce was happening, and they kind of got a little like weird in the head, and they would get a little vicious with each other. So we would do this thing where whoever got stuck in the inside booth or wherever we're ha- hanging out. They would get verbally destroyed by five other guys. And you would have to learn how to deflect these things. And after a while, you become dead on the inside, which sucks in high school, but really helps you later in comedy because, you know, when you're getting heckled, which you will, yeah. you have to learn how to deal with it. So I learned very early how to deal with a heckler. So I would host these shows and I would follow these bands and I would just go up and. I would just start doing stand-up, and here would come the hecklers, and I would just be slaying drag, boom, boom, <laughs> boom, just taking out all the fire before, and then by the time my 10 minutes up, everyone was listening, and I would bring up the comedians. And over time, that just became something I was really good at. I was always really great at uh, 
killing hecklers. So basically, <laughs> I had, I'd started five shows, and then I started my own improv troupe, and we were in three casinos. And what was it called? Mutiny? Is that what the it was? The Mutiny. Yeah. And it was, it was a really great show, man. I mean, it was a really great thing. We had our own basically residency in the station casinos in Las Vegas and then I was opening for Nick DiPaolo at the Riviera and I was like this is as much as I can do and so I decided to move to uh, LA and it was a very interesting thing because when I moved to LA I'd never really done comedy clubs I was a bar comic and I, there was a time where I was like the greatest bar comic in the world because I'd played them for so long. But it's a different kind of comedy when you go from a you know an open mic to a bar gig to a comedy club. You're you're you're, you're entertaining different uh, crowds, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. it took a little while for me to learn how to do that comedy for a, a comedy club. And then I moved to L.A. and I, I did really well. I got picked up very quickly because I, I had this one joke. And people ask me to do it all the time. It's called stripper in a wheelchair. And I used to, have, and it was a very popular joke, and it got me to move very quickly in the comedy scene. I, I'm too old to do it now because it involves me going on the ground and doing pole work. And <laughs> at this age, if I go down, I'm not coming back up. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a, it was an interesting run. Vegas is great now, man. Now they got so many comedy venues and. Finally, adult comedies, more dirtier comedies starting to yeah, come so in. Yeah, so do you kind of cater to more dirty adult uh, comedy? Is yeah. that what you'd say? I grew up on the rock and rollers, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew yeah. up on uh, the Dice, the Sam Kennisons, the Eddie Murphys. You know, Carlin to a point was wasn't filthy, but he was really edgy. And I grew up on that, where it was like kind of an event, mm-hmm. where you know the circus was in town, and that's kind of what I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted comedy to be something you can't hear from your friends, right? And you know, where you're going to pay whatever money you're going to pay ten dollars, fifteen dollars to see a show, you're going to get more bang for your buck, and that's kind of I, I just enjoy being real on stage. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's like putting on a show for people. You yes. know, they're they're paying to come see that. They want to see something they can't see anywhere else. Which is weird because they don't always want that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really amazed at yeah. what people love to go watch. I'm like, you just paid $20 for that. <laughs> it, I don't get it. It's interesting, man. I, you know, we live in a very interesting place in comedy. You know, there's a lot of alternative comedy everywhere. And I just like funny. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Funny is funny. Yeah. Just, yeah. Funny is, for me, funny is funny. Mm-hmm. I like I like a wide range of comedy, anywhere from Sam Kennison all the way to Spectrum to Ellen DeGeneres. Like, Ellen's comedy way back in the day is incredibly funny. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why she's where she is. Yeah. She's incredibly entertaining, and I like all that. I just like you. The, whatever you do, just be the best at it. Mm-hmm. Well, and if it's dirty, fine. Listen to it. And if it's not your thing... Don't run around acting like, you know, when did being offended become the worst thing in the world? Well, and that's, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. agree completely. I mean, that's the thing. Don't, don't listen to it. Yeah. You don't like it. It's real easy. I don't Change like that. Channel. Yeah. I don't like the view. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing on there is makes any, uh, it's, it, it exactly. offends me that's on television. <laughs> but I don't start a petition to get rid of them. <laughs> I just realized so, that our television is not for me. It's offensive to my values. How dare it be on television? <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird, man. Yeah. It's so weird. And especially when you hear comedians get angry at other comedians. It's like, why would you ever do that? Why would you ever want to limit what you could do on stage? Have you ever had that where people have shown up to your show not knowing what your show is? Yeah. That's called Every Weekend. (laughs) (laughs) what what happens? I mean, because you talked about dealing with hecklers. I would imagine at this point, 
because you are so good at it, do you have them like categorized and like, okay, you can recognize it right away. Like, oh, that's a drunk guy. Here's what he's going to oh, say. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so yeah. interesting. Guys and girls heckle for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, Wait, you get a lot of female hecklers? Well, they, they heckle for a different reason. Okay. Um, female hecklers heckle for a couple reasons. One, uh, they're attracted to you, mm-hmm. and it's almost that playground mentality of when you were a kid. I I like you, but I pull your hair. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's that kind of engagement. Uh, they aren't excited because they're not the center of attention anymore. That happens a lot. Okay. And you know, and it, because television really dictates. S- Kind of how society thinks, which is very sad, but you know, where, where we are culturally, television has a lot to do with that. Television's very big on females right now, and you know, it's set, there's 70% of the buying power. Marketers know that, so they market television to that. And you know, I just was on another podcast with uh, Duncan Trussell, and we were talking like porn and romantic comedies, how you know, in a weird way, they both kind of affect men and women in different, in the way that, they both raise unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can oh, see yeah. that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. a girl's expected to be really hot and just want to get, like, caveman drilled. And then <laughs> women expect guys to run through airports screaming about their love and all that stuff. And, and they both really, like, kind of <laughs> have a negative effect on both sides. And, uh, you know, and female... Because television caters to their thing, and it almost co-signs on their bullshit. I don't mean to be offensive to anybody, but no, they kind of get mad when you don't play into that, too. So that's the reason why women heckle. Guys heckle because, uh, one, they're, they really want to be on stage. Mm-hmm. They really want to do it. They just don't want the balls to do it. So they think if they heckle you, it's kind of a comedy team. And I, <laughs> oh, God. I can't tell you how many times guys have come up to me after heckling me and been like, See, dude, we did it, right? I mean, oh, like, I helped you. Awkward. All the time. Uh, they heckle because they're the funny guys in their group, and they don't like this. Their friends are laughing at somebody else. <laughs> and the third one happens a lot. Their girlfriend is laughing at a guy in a way that she's never laughed at him. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. And that really upsets him. And they really want to be like, yeah, hey, you're stupid. And they want to put an end to that really quickly. (laughs) A lot of insecurities. And it's just a very, it's an interesting thing. And that's why you got to kind of be dead on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) To be a comedian in general? Well, yeah. To be a comedian, you have to be dead on the inside. I, you know, I'll give you a really great heckle story if you guys want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. One time I was doing a show at a, at a place called Chili Bombers in Phoenix, Arizona. It's a it's an, a buddy of mine owns a bar and he would do comedy there and he asked me to do a night there. So I went there and I booked a couple of my friends and my aunt, who's no longer with me, was she was like 75 at the time, said she wanted to come and see me for the first time. And I'll, I don't know what it is, but every time a family member is in town... The comics on stage just get so filthy. You're oh, like, yeah. oh my God, this guy's so, it's so dirty. But, anyways, my aunt's there, and my friends are just going up, and they're being so filthy. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> so I decide, I go up on stage, and I start doing this joke. And I have this joke, it's a true story about the time I got my butt kicked by my girlfriend. She uh, kicked me in the face. And if you, I know this is a podcast, but if you look right there, you can see oh, yeah, stitches. Little, right oh yeah, there. yeah. That's where she kicked me in my tooth because I used to have this one snaggle tooth came through my oh, lip, punched right through it. Damn! Yeah. 
And it was very funny. And so I'm telling this joke, and I go, because when I couldn't go to work the next day, and I told my boss, I went to the office, like, I can't work, man. I had to go to the hospital. So, like, what happened? I'm like, my girlfriend kicked me in the face. And they just started all <laughs> laughing, right? Yeah. They just laughing. I'm like, there's no sympathy for a guy who gets his butt kicked by his girlfriend. There's none. Call the cops. They're like, pussy. <laughs> and I drop that punchline. All of a sudden, I hear, joke thief. And I'm like, what? And I'm live on stage. I go, what? They're like, you're a joke thief. I go, I look, and there's just like this desert rat, right? This like orange monkey looking chick with with uh, bleached hair and big chichis, right? And she's sitting on this <laughs> giant albino gorilla, this, this giant like skinhead. And she's like, you're a joke thief. I go, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, you're a joke thief. You stole that joke. That's Joe Rogan's joke. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. I heard him. I listened to him today. That's Joe Rogan's joke. I'm like, you're crazy. I know Joe Rogan. I do a joke about it. I go, I know Joe Rogan. You know, he's, he's never gotten his ass kicked by his girlfriend. He's never gotten his ass kicked by anybody because he's got a black belt in everything. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if you know this. He's yeah. got like black belt in jujitsu, taekwondo, words with friends, river dancing. Te- you know, it's like the list goes on and on. She goes, whatever, you're a joke thief. And I go, why don't I call Rogan? He'll tell you it's not his joke. She goes, good, do it. But you won't because you're a joke thief. And oh, I got, God. <laughs> I got lucky that she picked the one comic in my phone. <laughs> because if, she, if she'd been like, that's Yakov Smirnoff's joke, I would have had no chance. <laughs> I would have been done. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to call him. But we got to make a, dip, a deal. If, if he says it's his joke, I'll quit comedy. I go, but if he says it's not his joke, you have to come up here and let this guy with no teeth in the front row motorboat your tits. <laughs> and she's like, good, do it, but you won't because you're a joke thief, right? And I, uh, I go, okay, I'll call him. I called Rogan. It's a Friday night. He's working. He doesn't answer the phone. I'm like, oh, he didn't answer. He goes, of course he didn't because you're a fucking joke thief. And I go, I go, lady, you're crazy. And all of a sudden the phone rings and it's Rogan. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, hey, Joe, what's up? He's like, what's up, Triple A? How's it going? Because that's how Rogan always talks. <laughs> like it's like, a, it's like a heavyweight fight or something like that. I'm like, Rogan, I'm on stage right now. He's like, you're on stage. I go, yeah, man. Do you do a joke about getting your ass kicked by your girlfriend? He's like, no, I'm Joe Rogan. I'll snap a bitch, right? <laughs> I, go, I go, thanks. I go, thanks, Rogan. I got I to gotta take care of stuff. I got to get the pay the toll to the troll you know what i'm saying so i hang up i'm like let's go lady come up there she's like fuck you you're an asshole and the whole place exploded when joe said it they're going crazy he goes fuck you fuck you you're an asshole you're not funny you're ugly you got a little dick your mom's a whore i go listen all that might be true but but you still owe me a motorboat she's like fuck you you're not funny and i don't know where this chick comes from out of nowhere and just goes I think he's funny and just whack his other chick punches this chick out knocks her right the fuck out yeah so that's the story man damn so that's my heckler that's applause that's that's fucking comedy gold right there. Do yeah. not try to heckle this man. No. <laughs> well, the truth, it's just like I, I, it's just so weird because it's like no other <laughs> art do you do that. No. No other yeah. art. Mm. Do you go there? You'll see people at TED Talks doing that shit, right? <laughs> Adam Shaman Adams. <laughs> Poverty robbery. <laughs> Whatever. You suck. Get off stage. <laughs> I'm the Dalai Lama. Shut up. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of Joe Rogan, because you do uh, you do a bunch of podcasts as well. 
Yeah, you know, we talked about the too. naughty show, but then you did the one with Ari, uh, Punch Drunk. Yeah, we could call in. They're like, are you going to call in? Oh gosh, then, we can. Do, do you guys want to try it? Well, let's yeah. try it. All right. All right, let me pull up the thingy. All right, this could be podcast history. Podcast, or it podcast. could be, or it could just not work at all. Podcast death. Yes, it'll be one or the other. All right, it's eight one eight six nine one. Three nine five nine. Is this the number we can give out over the air? Yeah. Or should we bleep too it late afterward? Now, but... No, <laughs> just totally put it out. All right. I'm strong sports. Hey, it's Tripoli. What's the word? Hey, what's up, Sammy? How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, can you put us on? I'm doing a really fun podcast here in Portland. With okay. my friends Kenny and Sarah, and we wanted to call in. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll put you on right now, okay? Yeah. It's all right, I'll put you on hold, Timmy. He's Gregor Booker's Kenny. Okay. <laughs> Greg? Yep. Yep. All right, that's going to sound weird on fucking radio. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> I'll just bleep Kenny's name out of spite. We put our names up here. We've all this time. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll just say Greg, and you can. Are you good with Pro Tools? You can pop that right in. Oh, it's fine. Oh, no. I don't care. <laughs> Kenny will love that. Mark Maron kept calling me Emily, so that's okay. Oh, that's okay. nice. Yeah. yeah, it was it was really super sweet. I love Mark Maron. <laughs> and then you got mad when you told him your name was Sarah. He's like, no, no, You don't no. look like a Sarah. Hold you're on. an Emily. No, you look like an so Emily. So you're not even Sarah? I'm Sarah. Why does it say Dylan on here? That's my last name. Trips, what's up? Hey, hey guys. Ordering a burrito, bro. What's the word? Sam, where are you? I am in Portland. How's it going? It's great. I'm doing a podcast. We decided to do a podcast within a podcast. Oh, wow. Very, very being John Malkovich. Of yeah, this could open up a space-time continuum problem. Probably doing meta stuff in Portland. Are you guys going to ever let me talk, or what are we doing here? Nope. See you later. Later. Get on the podcast. I'm here with uh, my friends Greg and Sarah. We're doing the Fun Employment Podcast. Oh, t- I, I met those guys when I was at Helium with Bobby. Yeah, how you doing, yeah. Ari? How, this, this is, is Nick. This is oh, Nick. oh, nice. Well, sorry, Don't worry. Everyone's butchering each other's <laughs> like, names. Oh, so this is good. everyone gets a fake name on this segment. There we go. You're Bob. <laughs> I'm Tonto. <laughs> Tonto? Yeah, I'm Tonto. When's your first show, Tonto? Tonight? Ta- tonight at 8 o'clock at the Fun House. If you guys are listening, come check it out. I will be grinding on faces. Told you. Earlier, <laughs> I was plug- earlier, I was plugging your show, and I go, you got to go to see Sam's show at least once because you'll always leave going like this. How is that legal? <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing. Let's push it, dude. I, uh, guys, I, I, I came here, and I'm sitting with some of my friends, and we ordered pizza, and a giant nut from a Nolten Bolt was in the middle of my pizza. What? What? Yeah, a nut from a Nolten Bolt. Why? I, what do you mean, why? <laughs> what do you mean, Sam, why? That, that sounds like some sort of weird mafia thing. Who did you piss off in Portland already? <laughs> what is, that, is, that, is, yeah. is that Portland's version of a dead horse head? <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> well, guys, we're here my, on the fun employment guys, podcast. Guys, I ordered a tacos, and uh, my brake cables were in the bag <laughs> with my tacos. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Sam, question. Yes. Question for you. What do the groupies look like for Sam Tripoli in Portland? Uh, glorious, brother. <laughs> Portland, you can't go wrong, dude. Every what? chick out here has been hot. I'm sure there's an area where they're not hot, and they're keeping me away from that for tourism are, business, in, in but Portland, the chicks are hot. 
In Portland, there are more strip clubs per capita than anywhere else in the United States. <laughs> yeah, we just there discussed that. There's no, there's no zoning laws. So, like, you, you'll you be walking down the street, and on one side of the street, there's a church, and literally across the street, there's a strip club. You know, most places actually yeah, that should be. Not, no, that's not that rare. Usually those two, that's where poor people congregate, both places. When I was, I went to a and you could see strip clubs from the front yard of our uh, of the Catholic school. Well, like any bar, like you'll walk into a normal, like what looks yeah. like a normal bar, and then at the very end, there's just like a little makeshift stage with a pole, and then there's you know a girl like dancing. That's the open mic spirit. You got to get yeah. it for Portland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, that is the open mic spirit. <laughs> this is how it They call yeah. Portland the Grom of America. Pole dance. It's great. Well, we just wanted to call in real quick and say uh, what's up, and I, I hope the show is going great. Why isn't Ari there? Okay. They just hung up on you. <laughs> oh, that's the classic. You just broke boundaries today, my friend. I hope they're good boundaries. <laughs> I think they are. I hope they're good boundaries. They're great they boundaries. They got a little weird. That's like crossing the beams right there. <laughs> well, you were not lying. That is apparently what, what Portland is most famous for. There you go. Strip clubs. It's, it's actually not that bad of a thing to be known no, for. No, no. There's much worse mm-hmm. things. There's what, You could be known for no cover free pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still saying, man, you have to have an album cover with that. <laughs> well, it's very cool because uh, my new album just came out today. It's, <gasps> today? It, I have it physically in my hand. I have to upload it to CD Baby, but it's called uh, Believe in Yourself, and I'll be selling them at my show tonight, and I'm really excited. It's an hour of power, man. It's a nice. great hour of stand-up comedy, so I'm putting that out and already working on the next album, an hour special, so things have been going really good, man. Oh, cool. That so are awesome. you going to be there available to like talk to people after your show and everything? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I'm, I, I'll go home with you. There you go. <laughs> you heard it. There's a promise. So Sam's going to be at the Funhouse Lounge tonight, which is at uh, 2432 Southeast 11th Avenue here in Portland. Uh, what is it? Doors at 730, show at 8? Yeah, I think. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. What are you guys doing? They're hanging out. Uh, They're hanging out. <laughs> They're this is where ma- mankind is now. This should be every headshot. Everything should just be you. Are you staring a at a phone? Yeah. A guy yeah. almost ran into me today because he was walking, staring at his phone. And it was like a zombie. Yeah, I was well, like, I'm, I'm here. I'm walking. You see <laughs> the commercials right for that? Like people just mm-hmm. walking out of the street, going, ah, oh, boom, they get hit by a car. <laughs> That's gonna be me someday. I know it will be. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I pay I've way seen too Greg much walk attention. into a pole before. Really? Yeah, it's happened. It's bad. It's my own fault. Like, if I get hit, it's going to be my own fault. Can't blame anybody else but me. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about getting a flip phone, like a burner phone. If you go yeah. like CVS, I don't know if they have them out here. You can buy like do. a burner phone, yeah. like the wire, and just it's flip phones and you can't do any of that stuff because I'm constantly on my phone. Yeah. What it's is your social media that you're most addicted to? Are you a Twitterer? I'm, I'm very much into Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think Twitter did write what all the other social medias did wrong. And Facebook did one thing right that the reason they'll survive. But I, I think the thing that's great about Twitter is that, like, I can follow you, but you don't have to follow me. Mm. Yeah. Which is huge, which is what drives me crazy about Facebook. It's like, I'm seeing baby pictures from people I don't even know who the parents are. Totally. You know, it's like, look at the, I'm like, it's just, it kills my timeline. But, you know, on Twitter, you don't even have to look at other people's timelines. You can just go to your, which is so narcissistic. But <laughs> that's, they should call the, the, the app button or the notification button narcissism. And you should just click who's talking about you and just see all the people that are following you. It is pretty awesome when you look at somebody and it's like all of a sudden they follow you. I'm like, holy shit, I didn't realize that this person was following me. Oh, yeah. And you see somebody following you, you see they, they have a lot of followers. You're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best person to follow me was the guy who created 
celebrated Sons of, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, uh, Kurt uh, Sutter? Yeah. Really? That's awesome. Because I was, uh, I was live, live tweeting the Golden Globes, and he just followed me. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, I'm just, fo- just so you know, Sam Tripoli, I just followed you. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to follow you. Fine. Bam. Very exciting. We're all yeah. following each all other. Right. It's the magic <laughs> live right here. Podcast history. You heard it here. Again. Yes. <laughs> history. <laughs> all right. So find out more about Sam at Sam Tripoli, T-R-I-P-O-L-I dot com. Yeah, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll be at Funhouse Lounge tonight. Yes. Dude, awesome. I had a great time. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for coming. I'm very honored you guys would even have me on. So oh, thank you, you very oh, much. Shut your whore mouth. Yes. You're amazing. <laughs> thank you. This I love that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. So since my name is now Kenny, it sure is. Of, is. Is it Kenny Nibbler? That Rogaine is really working on you, Kenny. I know it's really. It is. <laughs> I'm without my glasses today, so it's hard, it's hard for me to see. I mean, does this mean I have to start doing scrap metal? I don't have to move into his house now, do I? You probably do. I don't really want to. You have to be his concubine. No, no, Mm -hmm. no. That's not how that works. I would be taking his place. Of course, then he would have to pay my mortgage. So I don't know. You'd have to take his place? What does that even mean? Well, if I'm supposed to be Kenny now. Are you taking his place with his lady friend? See, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I was going to say. That's kind of his problem. I mean, Kenny, you know, he is an awesome guy, but he butts up with a lot of stuff. I don't really think you could walk in Kenny's shoes. Probably not. Hello, this (laughs) is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dylan, thank you so much for tuning in today. And of course, you just heard our interview with the amazing Sam Tripoli. He is awesome, uh, despite uh, despite the Kenny Gregg mix-up there right at the beginning. He's oh, he been... felt so bad. Oh, I, I know I'm like, he no, did. that's hilarious. Don't worry about it. And he's I... like, no, you know, I didn't mean to be... This. You're, like, You're not disrespectful. This no, is awesome. No, it's not at all. No, and, and the reason is because Kenny does all of our booking, so that's who he's been corresponding with. So I think he... Uh... Oh well, yeah, and he's been talking to a guy. Clearly, he thought that yeah. you know, that you that your name was Ken. I'm glad he didn't think my name was Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Of course, we are live here out of Portland, Oregon, five days a week, right here at FunEmploymentRadio.com. <laughs> you can listen live with uh, a subscription for six ninety nine a month. The first week is free, and if you were listening live, you know, then you heard our whole interaction with uh, with <laughs> Punch Drunk at the same time. Podcast within a podcast, within Sarah. a podcast, within a podcast. Oh my yes. god, it was so it was so meta. And then this show will be podcasted. In a little bit, so you might be listening that way. This is getting confusing now. It it's is too much. It's, it's going too down much. a dark hole. You are being way too confusing. A dark hole. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. That's the main thing. Yes. Uh, so we've got uh, we've still got a few things here to get to. But we do. I didn't realize how long that interview went. It did. It did. It went long, but it was awesome. No, because yeah, he's really cool. No, because when you start to talk to someone, and if they're like, they actually have a ton of interesting shit to say, like it's that's always the best thing ever. Oh yeah, no, you want to let them go. You want to let them go. You want to let them keep talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but before we started, though, we were uh, we were talking about a few different things, including the fact that uh, Sarah is yes. seems a little bit upset today. I'm not a little bit upset. I'm just a little bit sleep deprived. I think because something weird has started happening in my apartment. Yeah. Well, I think it's because first and foremost, I did something in my apartment. That I haven't done thoroughly in the past, like, three years since I've lived there. And what would that be? I bet I can guess, but what would that be, Sarah? I cleaned it from tops to bottoms. Really? I did. Uh, let me just say, I remember a little Christmas present that I gave you a couple of years ago where I cleaned your kitchen for you. I mopped your floors. No, that was for my birthday. So well, that was, like, birthday, a good six months ago. 
So I figured it's time for another cleaning. Uh, yeah. How so bad was it? It wasn't that bad. Like the kitchen wasn't bad. It's just like I really needed a good like clean the floors, clean the walls, like do all that kind of stuff. And to you know? explain this, if someone doesn't know, Sarah lives in a studio apartment. It's not that big. Doesn't take that long in theory. It wouldn't take that long to actually clean it. I mean, your your living room is probably what ten by ten. Maybe something along those lines. It's probably bigger than that. Eh, it's pretty close to that. Though. Well, I know my whole Maybe. apartment's like, uh, I think it's like 380 square feet, including the bathroom and the kitchen. Including the bathroom and the kitchen. All right. Well, there we go. Yes. Which is which is apparently difficult. So it's 100 square feet a year. Maybe could get cleaned. Yes. For your three years. Well, and so I did. To, uh, like last night, I decided I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have the most productive St. Patrick's Day I have ever had, and I am going to clean all. I'm going to watch episodes of The Good Wife because I'm just so, so crazy on St. Patrick's That's Day. That's pretty nuts. I know. Made myself some dinner, watched some Good Wife, and cleaned my apartment. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I cleaned, uh, I lifted up some pieces of furniture that have not been moved for three years. Lots of dust. Let me me ask you, what was the most surprising thing that you found? So you went through each room and cleaned it. I found a lot of earrings that I had missed. (laughs) Well, by each room, I I only have three rooms. Right. One which is a tiny bathroom, the other one is like... Okay, just just because I want to put this in perspective, how long did that take you to clean? Um, well, I would take and like, you know, I'd sit down and like, uh, like have a snack and then I'd like start working again. I didn't do it all in like one felt like I would do one room and then stop. Like I did the whole kitchen first. Okay. But estimate how long did it take you to clean it? Probably like six hours. <laughs> all right. Now, how clean did you get? Pretty clean. Because I know Sarah also uses her kitchen for uh, storage where all of her shoes and sunglasses are. And belts. And belts, apparently. That's mm-hmm. what that's what's stored in a lot of things. Are you still storing stuff in your oven? No. Okay, that's good. Mm-mm. Are you just making that up right now? No, I don't keep things. I've never kept things in my oven. I'm afraid uh, something's going to catch on fire. Well, yeah, that, that's no, a good I keep reason. things in drawers around my oven. I don't keep it in the oven. Okay, so so you picked up you picked up the kitchen and you cleaned that. Did you like scrub it? Did you get like like behind the nooks and crannies? Did you clean those parts out? Or well, no, not really. So what what exactly did you clean? Well, because I did actually learn about this new cleaner that's very affordable that I think I kind of want to... So I did like a surface clean, but I didn't do a real deep cleaning. But uh-huh. Greg, there's this uh, new service here in town, which I wanted to talk to you about, about maybe wanting to be a sponsor called Cub Cleaners, where there are uh, these cute little gay boys who come and they wear their underwear and they come and clean your uh, apartment or house for you. And it's called Cub Cleaners. Cub, like, uh, as like opposed bear to cubs, bear... Like bear Yes. Wait, so it's naked guys that show They're up and clean naked. your room? They're not naked. They wear their underwear, and they're cute little naked gay boys, and they come and they clean your house. Why would you want... Okay, I've always wondered this, because even with, like, the naked lady cleaners, I don't want, like, hair and... That doesn't seem very, very uh, sanitary. Let alone two half-naked dudes. They're so adorable. Walking around clean. Yeah, but dudes are hairy. You're going to have... That is not going to be clean at the end of it. A, I, no, I don't really want them coming over to my house. But also, it's not sanitary. There is no way that can be. Are they wearing, like, plastic over themselves? No, so what they do, it says, so their fees and policies, fees are based on a two-hour minimum. The rate is $40 an hour, so a two-hour cleaning session is $80, or about 66 cents a minute. Yeah. All right. So, see, they could do that whole, my whole apartment in two hours. So, you want to hire two, two dudes to come over in their underwear and clean your apartment? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Well, you can uh, you can go on that one all on your. Oh my god, I can go through. I'm just looking at their website, Greg. I get to choose a cub. They have names. Oh my god, this one's. Why called- would anyone ever want to be classified as a cub, even if you were gay? Because that's a that is a classification of a of a gay person. Like if they want to be identified as that, people some people identify as cubs. Yeah, but like I for mean, example, there's Cub okay, Goldenheart. This is why I don't understand that because I mean. 
heterosexual people don't have a classification, do they? Am I classified as something? What would I be if I were? Would I be a cub? I think you're a cub. Yeah. Yeah, because all the cougars want you. Well, that's true. Yeah. They want to be my lover. Apparently, they do that's want to be your lover. Yesterday. Um, no, I would absolutely not want to be hiring that though. Regardless of whatever it is, I don't want. I would not want naked people cleaning my apartment. Or cleaning, cleaning my They're house. not naked. They're wearing underwear. Yeah, but they're they're shirtless and they're hairy. You know what one I like? Cub Ginger. Cub Ginger is a lumberjack who sings opera. <laughs> He's our go-to guy for big cleaning disasters. He's afraid of nothing. I think I need someone as sturdy as Cub Ginger for my apartment. <laughs> I think I might need Cub Ginger. Because like this one for Cub in Boots, for example, he's an energetic, strong native Portlander. Uh, he likes to swim and dancing to keep him fit to clean. A dancer wouldn't appreciate my apartment. They'd be like, you're disgusting. I'm going with no. cub, cub Ginger. Well, okay, that's the thing. Are they going to come over and start judging? Because, I mean, they're supposed to be cleaning it. Cleaners can't judge. That's why I like the Cub Ginger, because she's, he's big and bearded and looks like, you know, he likes to throw down some beers and maybe go like camping and stuff. Well, and this is the other reason why I've, I mean, we've had, I've had the cleaner come over to my house and that's nice, but I just feel guilty about it and I feel bad like oh yeah you're cleaning the kitchen oh i didn't clean behind the stove oh, you gotta bend totally down real gross. good to get it behind there that's totally gross back there and then no but i mean i'm just thinking about i'm insecure having a cleaner come over to my house because then i feel bad that i haven't been keeping it clean myself it's just a whole spiral <gasps> even though i'm paying them i just feel bad about it let alone the fact that um you know, somebody if, if they were naked over there. Greg, there's a there's a cub wild who calls himself the geeky boy next door. He's a respected advice column blogger, radio talk show host, what? an enthusiastic young man on a mission to clean up Portland. A radio talk show host. Do you know who it is? I don't know. I'm trying to find. Let's see. He's a Do big you... fan of uh, Doctor Who and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Slayer. Uh, he does Taekwondo. <laughs> what are they just like um, picking things out? He does Taekwondo. He likes Doctor Who. He's a radio show host. And what else is he? He's some, something else in, in all of those things. Oh, wow. He's like full on naked in this. Wait, he's an OLCC licensed bartender, so you know who to reserve for your next party with or without clothes. Oh. <laughs> he's very quick and thorough. Oh. Yeah, I want to know where his radio show is. How much is. money do you think they get paid for that? Oh, probably a lot. Really? Huh. I mean, I do need an extra job. I don't know. I don't think that would work out well for me. Oh my god, Greg! Oh my god! What if somebody that we used to work with, like you, show up and you're like, "Hi, I'm here to clean. I'm Cub Nibbler." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi! I used to work for you. <laughs> oh, this is uh, this is not a picture that I want to see. There's a there's a picture in our live chat at funimplementradio.com slash live of Cub Ginger. That's the one I want. You want Cub? Ginger. I want Cub Ginger. Right. I want Cub Ginger because you know what? I feel like he's un, like not judgmental, and I feel like he would get shit done and be like, "Hey, girl, you're kind of dirty, but it's all right. I can clean it up for you." I'll be like, "Cool. Do you want to watch some TV?" And he'd be like, "Yes." And I'm like, "Awesome. <laughs> do you want to have a beer?" Yes. All right, let's do this. You're not. But now you're thinking that he's just going to come over and be your buddy. No, I want him to clean. But you're going to be sitting there having a beer with him and chatting with Cub Ginger? I'm going to watch him clean. Well, I mean, I, uh, not that I don't... don't that, okay, wait a minute. Now, you always accuse me of being pervy, like going to the bikini coffee no, shop. No, I'm not saying... Cub Ginger is not the kind of man that I would that I find sexually appealing. However, I want to stand there because I'm paranoid about my shit. Not that I would say that Cub Ginger would steal anything. But oh, you I'd think like he's going to gonna steal? No, I'd like to be present just in case. Like, I, I'm very... I'm very Right. About my there, that is actually one good thing, though, about a half-naked uh, cleaner person is that you know they're not going to steal much because they don't have anywhere to put it. So they're not going to be able to like swipe your goods. But, but are you saying that cleaners steal? See, now I'm even more paranoid about something. No, no, they're not, they don't steal. No, I'm saying that I'm just paranoid. Remember, my mother taught me that every person that I've ever met in my life is going to steal my purse. Just for me, I, I would like to be around my place if somebody's in there cleaning the nooks and crannies. It's being asked in the chat, what do you have that people would want to steal? 
I don't know. I have some like your sunglasses. You're worried about your sunglasses, aren't you? No, I have. Th- no, I'm not going to say the things that I have of value in my apartment. Just <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you anything. I have things that people would want to steal. All right. Well, so you cleaned your own apartment. What was the most surprising thing that you came across? I found a lot of earrings. Okay. No. I did. Tell me uh, why. No, I believe that. Well, the, what the was dust, the most surprising the dust, thing? I was I was surprised at the size of the dust clumps. Mm-hmm. Did you find any food hidden behind places that you no didn't food? Mm-mm. No, no, I didn't find any food. I found a T-shirt that I missed, which I was pretty excited about. Okay, uh, found a lot of. I cleaned my bathroom, so I found a lot of makeup that I'd forgotten about. I am a makeup hoarder. Yeah, dude, I have so much makeup. You're just realizing this. Yes, I'm just realizing it right okay. now. All right. So, uh, yes, I did that. But also last night. So after I'd spent all evening like cleaning my apartment and like I sat down and I lit some candles and I poured a glass of wine. I'm like sitting there like looking around my, uh, you know, like surveying my kingdom, which I can see you know all of it of because it's 380 square feet. And I'm looking <laughs> at it like, oh, everything's clean. It was nice. Like I had my like my lights perfect. I have like these white like lights hanging on the wall, so it's the perfect amount of light. And I'm watching The Good Wife and everything's happy and have candles lit and everything and then all of a sudden i started hearing this weird noise so this has been happening well it happened all last night and it was happening all this morning i think something i know that it's not possessed but something is really wrong with my refrigerator so it has been keeping me up so i remember i i kind of heard it the other night but then like last night as soon as i finished cleaning my refrigerator started making these really weird noises which i didn't touch my like uh, I'll be honest, I didn't clean my refrigerator. I mean... Oh, so it wasn't a complete clean. It was not a complete clean. I mean, I mean, by cleaning, all I have to do is throw out all the spoiled stuff. So, I mean, that's cleaning. How many cartons of spoiled milk are there in your fridge right now, do you think? Just like one. No. No. No, I still have, I have one else, that's good. What else do you have that's spoiled in there? That's not a fair question. I was just curious. Oh, well, I'm not going to tell you. There's stuff that's spoiled in my, my fridge right Fine, now. Fine, tell me tell you one spoiled thing in your fridge, and I'll tell you one in mine. I have a Tupperware with some pasta in it that has probably gone bad. I need to throw that out. Okay. Yes. I think I have uh, a bagel that might be turning green that's in there. So what was going on with your fridge? All right. So anyway, so it kind of reminded me. Uh, so I heard this. I actually recorded it. I, I like video recorded it last night because it was so loud. I actually had to find my noisemaker to be able to drown it out so that I could sleep because this it was so fucking loud. It's like I actually recorded the sound. So I want to play this. So imagine a super silent apartment like my apartment's really quiet. And then all of a sudden this noise starts. All right. So I have it plugged into your thing. Do you okay. have that oh, one up? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So here's this. This is my refrigerator in my tiny apartment. What's that noise? That's the refrigerator. That beeping yeah. noise too? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on with it. So All I could think of the that entire time like opened up a portal to hell. All I could think of the entire time was basically Zool. That's what I was thinking. Zool? What's Zool? Oh, in Ghostbusters? Zool. 
Yep, I think that's what's going on with my refrigerator. You think that your fr- refrigerator is now haunted, <laughs> is what you're assuming. I don't know. I got to say, though, that is that is disturbing sounding. It is scary because I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. I heard this like, I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then it started speeding up, and then that beeping thing would happen, uh-huh. and then it would slow down, then it would stop. Did you hear any shuffling around in there? No. <laughs> okay, well, here's there's a couple of different things that could be going on. I mean, one, it could be a portal to hell that's opened up in your in your refrigerator because you cleaned it, and now it's you know maybe a little unnerved. That's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Your kitchen's not used to being. I think cleaned. that my kitchen's like unhappy with the fact that maybe my refrigerator's unhappy that I like maybe that was the only thing I didn't clean. We've, we've joked about my house being haunted. Um, perhaps yours is haunted by an unclean spirit that prefers to have like a messy <laughs> a messy domicile, and you've cleaned it and you like you've disturbed it now because it's not used to having dishes. Well, because it up. doesn't do this all the time. Like it's not always doing that. Like it just started last night, and this morning it wasn't doing that sound anymore. But I had to find my white noisemaker and put it right next to my head and turn it on high so it's just like this well you know you could also just unplug the refrigerator yeah but then all my food would go bad no it's not going to go bad overnight by just unplugging that as long as you're not opening it up if you keep it closed it'll it'll keep cooling and by the way what food is going to go bad in there what is all your food that's I have lots of food that I just bought I just bought some fresh turkey okay. I brought some about some kale about some yogurt okay that's all stuff that can go bad here wait here's my refrigerator again This sounds like fully for like a submarine movie or something like that. I know. It kind of, I'm like sitting in my apartment and everything's quiet except for that noise. I'm like, okay, I'm going to drown that out now. So in total, you have yogurt, kale, and <laughs> some turkey in your refrigerator. And then a uh, I have a thing of bagel. milk that expires tomorrow. I think I have, I have some white wine. Um, what else do I have in there? Well, you don't want the wine to go bad. <laughs> I have some butter. Okay. I have, actually, I have some. I can't believe it's not butter. Oh, wow. Have, okay, uh, well, these some, are very important things. I have some wheat bread. All right, well, here's the other deal. I, though. Have, so, a, I have a kiwi. All right, here's what's going to happen, though, because it does sound like the refrigerator is going bad, obviously, and it's being noted here in the live chat, you need to call your landlord or your manager to have I them know, come I know, I need to clean so out my fridge it. first, This though. is what I mean. They're going to come in, and they're going to see the filth. Now, are you worried about somebody coming into your apartment? Is I don't give a shit what my landlords think about me. <sighs> I pay my rent on time every month. Like I don't, I don't care. I'm not living in squalor. No, wait I just a minute! Don't like throwing away all my food. You're worried about the, the guy coming in to clean and what they're going to see because it's going to be kind of gross. Well, but they're that- gonna, no, I'm not worried about him coming in to clean. I'm just saying if they're going to have to haul the sucker out, which sounds like it's something that's going to happen, then I need to make sure you know that all the garbage is out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you really want somebody coming in to see that? I mean, just they're going to see it and they're going to be like, "Oh man!" Mm-hmm. And then they'll go back and tell their uh, their you know maintenance buddies, like, "Dude, you should see this apartment I went into. This chick, she's on the you know she's on that floor, and uh, man, it is it is amazing. You got to find a reason to go in there just to see it. <laughs> like you, you could be like a topic of conversation for all of them. Um, yeah, Aaron's in the chat saying uh, you're paying money for this place. Tell your landlord, get them to fix that shit. Ask Greg just how quickly a landlord is required to fix it. Yeah, it, it sucks being a landlord for that part. Um, yeah, so they'll have to fix it, but they are going to see and they will judge. I know. That's what say- I'm going to when when we're done with all of our meetings and stuff today. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home and clean out my fridge. Then I will call my landlord. All right. Because I can't sleep with that. It's so loud because there isn't a doorway mm-hmm. between my kitchen and my and my bedroom slash living room slash dining room. Like there's nothing. It's just a doorway that's right there, and so I can hear everything from the kitchen. Just unplug it at night for right now. Unplug it. No, I'm so weird about milk as it is. I don't want to like let milk. Your milk be... is already spoiled. It's not spoiled. It expires tomorrow. You nip will I not. I still drink... can get like one more bowl of cereal out. I of it. guarantee you won't drink that milk anyway because it's getting too close to the expiration date. Mm-mm. 
I've, by the way, never let Sarah, if you ever have her over to your house and you have milk involved in anything, <laughs> she will take your milk and shove her nose into the carton. I will not shove it into the And say, there. oh, no, it's bad. Even if it's like a week away from going bad. You will, you will judge. No, I'll just smell the milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Oh, I didn't really... We ended up talking about that about a while. Yes, we did. All right. Is that a show? Um, yeah. Do we want to uh, do any World of Crazy really quick, or do you have a couple of ones? Because I have just a little bit of ball talk. We can just do that. I just want to remind people of a couple of things. Okay. Well, why don't we remind them of ball talk? Just remind them. Okay. Remind them of it. Of what? Oh, yeah, because the it's, time oh, is it's coming. Time. The time is here. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk Balls. Balls. All right. Uh, just a couple of quick things for Ball Talk today. And that uh, and it mainly has to do with the Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions. Champions. Insanity of the month before April that is happening right now. So, of course, the uh, NCAA Men's Tournament starts tomorrow. If you would like to join the Fun Employment Radio Tournament, go to funemploymentradio.com backslash champion because that's what you are. <laughs> Although you won't be a champion unless, uh, you know, unless I win. Um, because I will be winning. I will be. So you, you'll come in second place, you champion. You never it's come battle for second place. to winning. No, I took a look at uh, when we did this bracket uh, two years ago. I believe I came in uh, number 231 out of 234. I, I think, think I did better I than you, didn't I? <laughs> yes. But Sarah and I are both filling out brackets. We will put ours up. And again, this is something you don't have to know anything about college basketball. To, to participate I know in. absolutely nothing. You don't about have to know basketball. anything. All you're doing is you'll you'll take a guess. They seed the teams, so there's four different brackets, one through sixteen. You pick who you think is going to go on and win the whole thing, and then um, you know, then at the end, either you you could you have bragging rights over people who maybe know more about it than you. There's all kinds of different things. So funemploymentradio.com/slash/champion. The link is right there. Fill out your bracket to compete. For bragging rights in the Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions. Uh, but you're going to be going for second place because I'm going to win. Yes, Sarah because N- Greg's record of you know making 231st last year it's is really intimidating. Yeah, well, statistically speaking, I noticed a stump clown in there said you have to know about statistics. And it's true. You know, you, you really have to analyze the numbers like I do. You know, I spend hours and hours and hours. Or you could just go based on, you know, the mascot that you think would win, or, like Aaron's doing. Or, you know, color of uniform, all kinds of different things. But funemploymentradio.com slash champion to join in the tournament. And then Sarah and I will be putting up our brackets on there, too, so you can uh, follow along and see uh, see how amazing I do at it. And there we go. Okay. That was it. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Okay, Greg. So you're going to take it all is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Wait a minute. No, I don't like the way that that was just phrased. <laughs> what? That's, that's, not a, that's not a phrasing that I like when, when it comes to this kind of thing. Yes. All right. Well, uh, I think we have done a lot because I forgot that uh, Sam was in here for like 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was a lot of fun to talk to. He is awesome. So Sam Tripoli will be at the Funhouse Lounge tonight. You can go check him out there. And we have a meeting actually coming up here in just a minute with David Leonidas. Oh, yes. Leonidas Photography with all of our, uh, to, get, to get some more of our amazing pictures. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm going to put them up on my website. Me too. Yay. Which, by the way, I'm super excited about because uh, I'm going to have to go and actually start on a dog painting this evening because I just got a new request for one because they went to my website and looked at my pictures. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Because you have a fancy looking website, Sarah, sure at Sarah 
sarahxdillon.com and that mm-hmm. is because of our wonderful sponsor Squarespace uh, squarespace.com slash fun employment you can go there sign up for a free trial um, sign up for their service you can get 10% off by using the offer code fun employment it is it is fantastic no matter what you do you need a website the, the, now is the day and age you know, perhaps you're a little bit behind the times and don't have your website yet. Now's the time to get one. It's time <laughs> you're to get one. behind the times. If you have any kind of a business at all or any kind of a side thing or anything personal going on, you're going to need a website. And this is the best and easiest way to get one that looks fancy. It looks amazing. They did all the hard work of the programming stuff. You drag and drop it. They have many different designs. 24-hour customer service. Seriously, it's it's a fantastic company. Mm-hmm. So go there now. Squarespace.com slash employment. Use the offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT. For ten percent off, and it's already really cheap anyway. But use that code because then they'll know, you know, that you heard about them from us. Yep, it helps us out and helps you out. It's a win-win-win situation, Sarah. <laughs> Wins for everybody. Yes, indeed. All right, uh, send us an email: funemploymentradio at gmail Give us a call 503-575-9120. You guys are fantastic. Yes, you are. Thank you so much for tuning into this show, wherever and however you listen. You are amazing. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to be joined by our buddy Todd Armstrong. Yes, Todd Armstrong. You uh, know him if. Not not from many other places from the Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase. Yes. Where he was a part of that, so he'll be joining us on tomorrow's show. Yes. Yes, indeed. What are you, why are you looking at me all weird? We'll be back tomorrow with more <laughs> Fun Employment Radio. .com. I want to see how quick I can say it at the very end, if I could fit it in right before there. Oh, I see. I want to time it out like okay. that. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.